Hi, welcome to Not Your Mommy's Advice podcast. We are Claudia and Ariel. We're here to disrupt taboos, intergenerational patterns, and invite you into our unlearning as a young, first-generation Latinx couple. We are parents, kids of immigrants, Bay Area born, with lots of love and pride of our cultura. We hope you find validation, meaning, and value in our honest and candid conversations. This podcast is for you if you want to see how we stay true to ourselves while still staying connected to each other. It's not all unicorns and rainbows, and we lay out all our cards so you can learn from our journey. Welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome back. This is episode eight of Not Your Mummy's Advice podcast. I'm Claudia. And I'm Ariel. And this is our show. Yeah, welcome back. All right. So should we just jump in? Should we give an update or like, what do, you, what do you think we should do first? Well, we just came off of a full conversation that we probably should have been know, recording right? for the podcast, but we decided to be cool people and not, uh, and not share that with you all. Cause we're cool. Yeah. So uh, maybe some conversations we'll just keep for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I th- but I think it was, it, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. It was a good, I think it was a good check-in, you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah, we talked about money. We talked about perceptions around money and relationships to money, how we talk about finances. And then we also talked about, wait, what's the second thing we talked about? Uh, Just the universe. and Perception of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're going to talk about today because we're going to pick from our wheel. So we'll just, you'll just have to be teased <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have to just marinate that with with what we were just giving you Ooh, all right so the wheel stopped spinning and it landed on how do you support your partner's vision for their work which is hilarious because of course <laughs> what we landed on is related to literally what we were just talking about so psych you, you, get <laughs> you to are gonna the, hear a little <laughs> you get to have the whole meal this was uh, unplanned. It was very unplanned. Yes. As um, you know, we're a little spontaneous. Well, I'm kind of glad that we're kind of jumping off of the horse of in-laws because uh, I feel like in-laws. Yeah, that was too intense, dude. I could hella tell you were uncomfortable talking about it. What are you talking about? It was not uncomfortable talking about it. I feel like it's hard to articulate. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> How do you support your partner's vision for their work? Okay. Hmm. I feel like it has a little bit of a flavor of um our one of our first questions. What was the first question? Remember when we were talking about like when I was supporting you when you were teaching and you wanted to teach at the high school and I don't remember what the question was, but we talked a little bit about it. It's probably a different question, but anyway. Let's see. That was what episode one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so how do you support your partner's vision for their work? Um. So, I mean, for me, this feels like a pretty straightforward answer in terms of how I support you in your work. You have always been somebody who has just been kind of faithful to their vision for themselves. So it doesn't really take a lot from me, I guess, in my perception of it, 
because I don't know, I guess I just like allow spaciousness for it. I'm like, I don't know, that's your thing. So like you do what you need to do to do that. Um, like when you wanted to teach, I was like, yeah, definitely, definitely know that you want to teach. So you should do it. Yeah. I, don't know, I feel like it, I feel like sometimes there are some people who are like, my partner needs to be bringing in a certain amount of money or, um, have a certain type of work. And that's really never how I felt. So maybe that with me or just like with just partners across the board, I think like I, I, what I would say is not necessarily with other partners. I feel like there were previous partners that I had that had passions, but didn't have any money. And I'm like, okay, Let's like go. that's fine <laughs> that you have passions mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to need you to pull some weight. Like, and it's like, they were just not doing that. So I feel like I have my, my lower limits as well. Like, Mm. don't be a deadbeat, but also like, I'm not out here. Like you need to make a minimum of X, Y, and Z, um, in order for me to be happy. Mm. Yeah. That's that's an interesting come from, because I'm kind of surprised that that you're saying that. Cause I think like, I think when I think about this, this question, this, this could go really deep into some uncomfortable conversations about your perception about what your partner should and should not be doing. And when I think about like pursuing your passions, I think it is in those moments where you're actually not bringing in money that I would, that I think is one of the most key elements actually for the, for the relationship to survive because Mm -hmm. you're actually in this really tender moment. But of course, both partners have to be in line knowing that this is for something bigger, right? And how do we actually support each other to actually get to your vision and actually fulfill that and manifest that vision, which I think sometimes, uh, to use the you know the example I used earlier about the circle into a square peg we're just trying to fit that in sometimes the part the person that you're with at that particular time while they may be a great uh you know basketball player they want to be a basketball player but like you're like yeah I'm gonna support you babe but if it also is not right for you as the person supporting yeah. them, then that should be a telltale sign like of like, okay, maybe I need to get out of here. Because at, at least for me, like when I think about our trajectory, like, like there was times when you weren't bringing in money. No, nothing. You know what I'm saying? In like, fact, I was accruing debt. Yeah. And, and, and I was the one working and, and it never, so then that's, so I never felt like, oh, you got to like put that stuff on the side because you're not bringing in this certain amount of money but there was but there was an understanding at least for me at that moment in my life like I was already a teacher at my high school I already had achieved the goal that I needed to achieve and I'm also like I also want to be able to but I've always been kind of like that though and I but I think also think about even with you like I feel like I want you to fulfill your purpose in life and I know that that is one of my gifts Cause I know that I did that with my, with my students. Yeah. Um, so I know that about myself. So of course I'm going to do that for my partner. And even when it doesn't come monetarily, like for me, like I know that it's more important for you to pursue your perceived purpose 
and in that and in that process figure out what exactly is it that you want to do yeah um and and it takes patience you know what i'm saying because like i think about that time and i don't even look at it as like hella strenuous or like or like fucking like man we were like fucking <laughs> like at know. all like it didn't yeah. feel that way at all no and i and i'm glad that it didn't feel like that for you at all and and for me like i feel very like um fortunate because i was able to support you in that time just like i know that you've supported me in my time you know but again i think it there's there has to be uh a connection there of partnership to actually make go through that process where you're actually not bringing in quote-unquote money or not pulling your weight so um yeah it's interesting yeah. that you kind of framed it in that way i mean it's an interesting yeah absolutely like the perception of like you're not pulling your weight i think like there's a reframe around that that I am now reflecting back on these last few years because both of you and I in the last, since we've been married. So we're going to be married seven years this year. And in that time, there have been multiple points, which I've been unemployed, not bringing in any money. I think you have worked this entire time. <laughs> um, but we both, man, we both tired, have, man, boy's tired. <laughs> We both have gotten our master's degrees. There was overlap in our master's program. My master's program was three years long, which is actually quite a long time for a graduate degree. Yeah. Um, and yours was, I don't remember, two years, one it was year? Two years. Yeah, it was yeah. two years. Um, and I guess what else, what I was just thinking about was that there is a value that we both share around fulfilling our purpose over over a lot of things and over money I would say as well because I think I'm not going to speak for you but I think you share this belief which is if you are fulfilling your divine purpose is that's my language right if I'm fulfilling my divine purpose then everything else will come like it's not like that's just my belief so yeah. If my partner's doing that, obviously you being my partner now, if you're doing that, then everything else is going to align to make sure that it's taken care of. And it's not necessarily like this, okay, I'm just going to freaking hope for the best. It really, it does obviously require some attention to detail, but that is like a core belief that I hold true. So it, I feel safe knowing like, all right. Maybe there isn't as much money being generated right now because I'm not I'm not working. So this is like back back then, right? Mm -hmm. Or because you are like, for example, when you change jobs to then become a Kai's teacher, it was because you were like, well, I am really prioritizing being our son's teacher, being a part of this community, like being a part of our community. And also like prioritizing my own health. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, you're going to take a pay cut, but like everything else can align to figure it out. Does that make sense? Yeah. For us to figure it out. I mean, mm -hmm. so I felt really safe in making that move together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I it's, it's interesting because that when I think about um, that moment, at least so if I go back to when you were uh, bringing in, that much money and thinking about like because i i didn't particularly see it as divine purpose and i don't see it 
I don't know if I totally see that. I see it more just as a purpose type of deal for me. But it was also just a really young idea. When I think about myself as a younger person, uh, I'm not I'm not old, but like when I was younger, you know, and even sex six, seven years ago before the boys got here, like I was all about like, man, I just want to fulfill my life's purpose. I want to be able to help people. I want to help my community. I want to be here. I want to be the teacher that wasn't there for me and blah, 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 blah. And and then you as my partner, almost like, not to say like an expectation there was of like, well, you got to get on this ride, girl, because I'm about to get on this ride. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to support you, but I also need you to support me. Uh, but it but it was, but it, the frame around it for me at that point was like, well, money's not even important to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like money's just not important to me. Like that, like what more, what is more important to me is helping my community and making sure that people feel safe and feel heard and feel seen. And that's more important. And now as we're progressing, that, that theory has evolved, you know, a little bit more, Mm -hmm. which I think is where I'm finding myself at now where I'm like, oh, actually money is important to me. And it has, and it has always been important to me. And how do I actually put that with my purpose and also my partner's purpose? And then now you're in this position where you're making more money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so then how do I support your vision now that like, it's actually, it's actually like that little, that seed that we had planted six years ago or whatever the hell it was when we were in school and we were like thinking about like, fuck, what are we going to do? Or like, well, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but you were another hand, you were in school and you know, you didn't, you, you were still trying to figure it out. You had just came out of school, right? Out of, uh, at SF State. So, and then now oh, see it, that's how long ago and I then, like barely remembers. <laughs> I just, I just got a memory of that on Facebook, by the way. Um, your graduation from, from SF State. Oh my God. Uh, because Creators. it was because even when I met you, we didn't even, you know what I'm saying? Like you had barely even gotten back into school, you know what I'm saying? For like, sure. Yeah. Which was even a crazy like uh way of of even meeting, which is like we we really could have not met, which I think was also kind of wild to me. But psych, this episode is actually about how we met. <laughs> no, nah, that was the first, <laughs> that was the first episode. episode. That was the first episode. Just kidding. But <laughs> So, so like even that theory of like your purpose, like has just been evolving. And like, so when I think 100%. about yeah. the vision for like your work, like what you do, like it also, it all, it all stems from that, that young idea about following your, your purpose. And, you know, and that's hard because I think like most of us, we don't particularly, I don't think we have that conversation with ourselves about what what why are we actually here like on this planet on this earth in this time with the people we're around and who we're doing and what impact we actually have on people's lives yeah I think it's rare that we have spaces where we actually kind of what you were just talking about with your kid you you just read that note about your kid about uh saying like oh you know really like out of all the things you did he highlighted I'm glad that you talked to me about my future and like that's just how powerful it is to actually talk it out loud to talk to people that love you and can support you and be like this is what i think i'm going to do mm-hmm. i don't know how i'm going to get there but this is what i want to do mm-hmm. and i just need somebody to hear me and i need somebody to just support me and like just telling me that i can and maybe it won't happen but i at least have an idea you know what i'm saying and I, and i so, so when I think about that young person 
and the young people that I worked with, like I was telling you, like, it's so special that this young person highlighted that for you mm-hmm. uh, because that's not the normal occurrence in schools. Like kids leave high school and they do not know what's about to happen. I was so. I, and was... I have a lot of my students where like, you know, I mean, I keep in touch with some, some of them, but some of the, my other kids, I'm like. There's nobody, there's, you know what I'm saying? Like they just, they just kind of get let loose. Yeah. I did not know what I wanted to do when I came out of high school. Obviously, um, this is me speaking from a position of great privilege. Cause I'm like, it was a different, I think, situation than some of the students that fits that you are just talking about right now. Well, it's higher stakes. For sure. Like, I think I think that that baseline idea of not knowing what you want to do, I think is still there, but the stakes, yeah, but the sure. stakes they, are yeah. different. Similar experience, my own version, obviously. the The thing where you're talking about this young person who's my the student in my class this year, one of the things that he said in our interactions because we spent the entire week talking about visions and aspirations, and he was really into it, and he kept sharing, which I thought was amazing. And then he kept asking questions, and he was like. But I want to do this, but like, I just don't know how it's possible. And one of the coolest things that I kept reiterating for him and for the rest of the class was like, you actually don't need to know how you're going to get there. You just need to know that it's like a thing that you want, mm-hmm. um, which I think is something again, that you and I both share, which is a trust that things are actually going to be okay and we're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really makes it like, I wouldn't say necessarily easy always. We're not always pulling in the same direction because that's absolutely like impossible. We're two different people. But generally, like when you are very convicted about something, it does feel easy-ish for me to support you for that reason. So I'm like, well, if this is something that you really, really want, I find it to be more of a question of like, okay, great. Like, how can I get behind this 100%? Yeah. Um, Or like as much as possible because I love you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I 100%, like the same way that I'm like writing for the student that I'm like, fuck yeah, you're going to make this much money and you're going to have this and you're going to have your partner and all of the things that it is that he shared you don't need to know how you're going to get there. Like when you come to me with an idea, like when you talk to me about teaching soccer, like having soccer camps, yeah, I'm like, yeah. hell yeah. Like, how can we make that happen? For sure. I'm like, that's totally doable. Mm-hmm. Like we just need to figure out the steps how to get there. You know, yeah. it just makes me like, it just lights me up. So, and then alternately when I'm like, I don't know. I'm in grad school, but like, we can totally have a baby right now and that'd be fine. You're like, what? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you're just, you're just like, yeah, we can figure it out. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, but so so that's the difference, right? I think like there was, it's, it's interesting because I felt like I, I, I left school knowing that like, I wanted to go back to, you know, do whatever it is that I needed to do, which is what in my at that point was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come back and be the teacher that wasn't there for me. And that was my vision at that young age at 18, 19. When I left, I was like, I know I'm going to come back, you know, what I'm saying. And 
so it's but it's evolved you know as i've met people as i've had relationships that vision though never never fucking like it never changed you know what i'm saying like i joined fucking like clubs i like joined other shit and experimented in other shit uh and but that vision of like i know that i want to be a teacher i just know this and uh it never it never changed and and I'm not saying that that's the experience of, of everybody, because I know that that's not that's not the experience of everybody. But I, I think that that in that like almost like tunnel vision of it, I think created, at least for me, like a vision. So when I think even this question of like, how do you support your partner's vision for their work? It's like the question that I have is like, do you even know, do you even have a vision? You know what I'm saying? Like your partner, like if you were having like whoever's listening to this, like, do you have a vision? Do you know your partner's vision? Like, have you ever talked about your vision? So when I think about like why it was like, because I'm thinking about when you graduated college, like uh, undergrad. State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, undergrad. Did you know you wanted to be a, a therapist? Or was that because of, why why did you end up choosing that route? I'm forgetting why you did that. Well, the short answer is that I thought that's what I could do. Like within the realm of a profession, mm-hmm. I was like, at that time, I was like, well, a coach isn't really like a thing, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious because that's not even true. Like uh-huh. the thought about being an entrepreneur never even crossed my mind. Yeah. So I was like, What's that? Like, I mean, honestly, if you think about the realm of possibility and entrepreneurship, you can make anything, you can monetize anything. For sure. So I know that now when I graduated from undergrad, I was just like, I don't know, I'm going to make money. It's like one of those things where you take a test and it's like, I don't have to like choose one of these things. So I was still in that frame of mind where I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to choose an industry and I have to be a thing. And like, that has to be the way that I make money. So in picking from what I thought were my available options, I was like, I'll be a therapist. Mm. But um, I obviously know now that it's not that narrow and it's not, it's just not that rigid as what I thought it was going to be. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. Cause I'm, I'm thinking about like at that time, like what our conversations were about and. and- How do you remember this? Cause I don't, huh? I don't remember this. I, 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 I'm not saying that I do remember. I'm just, I'm just thinking about like how muddy and how, how, uh, how intense and how messy those times can be. I mean, I appreciate the reminder (laughs) of not knowing what you were going to do. And, and that's what I like, I want to highlight like in this, like in this idea or in this question of like how, how messy it actually is to be vulnerable with your partner because I don't remember you explicitly telling me like why you wanted to do it. I I have my own like romanticized version as to why I think you went this way, but like, Oh, what's that? I, I Oh, is that because, because of Clinica. Uh, so I was just like, yeah, cause you're helping people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you found your, you found your way. Oh yeah. There's, uh, there's some influence there. Yeah, uh, but that was, but like at that time, that's what was, you know, that's what was true. But there is a vulnerability there as a partner to like kind of workshop it out with your partner. You know what I'm saying? Like workshopping it out of like, yeah, I'm going to just go down this path and see kind of what happens. Um, 
but but the attempt you know what i'm saying like the attempt to actually go down there is actually pretty messy because you don't know well it's really hard like i remember i remember trying to workshop some ideas out with you when i first thought about being a coach like back when i thought that i was going to be a coach for people with autoimmune diseases Mm -hmm. and it was i felt like you trampled on my ideas Mm -hmm. like it was and I'm not saying that to make you feel bad, as I know that you that's not a surprise to you. No, I don't. I say that because I'm like, in that such a delicate, tender, vulnerable moment of like, I have this idea, like I have this thing that I want to share and I'm not sure where it's going to go Um, in trying to help me because that's the way that you help. You're like, well, I have all these follow-up questions and I'm like, well, I just totally plummeted to my... <laughs> to my demise i'm like oh never mind i'm just gonna like throw this idea away um i forgot where i was going with that but (laughs) but you know if i if i if i say this though like as as our relationship has like progressed you now know me better and and at that time i didn't know myself as well as i know myself now and that's that's what i think i was gonna say is that there's an opportunity there to like truly understand how to support your partner to be able to like figure out like to be able to navigate the messiness because there's so much ambiguity of course you know what i'm saying and i'm and i'm and i do not like ambiguity so i'm very much like which is why you like to ask follow-up questions exactly which is why i love asking questions like that's also like that's a that's a characteristic of mine that i love which is what annoyed some of my students because they're like and wife, because you're like Mr. Parada, why are you making me think so much? Uh, but that is a very important aspect of me. So when I think about a young Ariel uh trying to support you in like this messiness and not knowing how to necessarily communicate that and only communicating that in a way that I know how, which is to ask questions, it conflicts. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there is like this other work of like within the support of like how does my partner actually need me to support them which i think is really complex yeah because at that time i know that i was workshopping out like even with my own therapy like i think even couples therapy of like can i ask you if i can ask you a question right now i don't know if you remember me my god we were what we practiced we were doing that when we started couples therapy we did yeah, there were there were there were some sessions where you know I go Paul Paul Rebel shout out to him uh, past couples therapist. Yeah, he he would encourage me to ask you, hey, is it okay if I ask you a question right now? Um, because at that point yeah. I didn't know that I I genuinely I like I I show a lot of love and a lot of care by asking questions because I'm genuinely trying to understand what's happening you know what i'm saying but within that i I can also see why a question can be overwhelming if you don't know the answer to it yeah and honestly the experience is like well i feel like you're like because i was so immature i don't know if that's the word i want to use because i was so um self-conscious like about this idea that was developing because it was so new and i felt really not confident I was not confident and I was feeling insecure about like my own identity, which is totally normal developmentally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. to feel insecure in those moments. Cause I'm like, this is a completely new identity that I'm developing. Yeah. And to you, for you then to be like, well, I have all these questions about it. I'm like, Shroom. um, just like 
Yeah. Just feeling like you are saying that's like my perception of that is like you asking a question is like, oh, well, that's a bad idea. Even though that's not what you're saying. I feel like there's a lot of room. I think sometimes during that time, you and I were making a lot of assumptions about the things that it was that we were saying yeah, that weren't actually true. Mm-hmm. Which, um, which I think like this whole, this whole concept, I think is just like muddled with like assumptions about. You mean the whole concept of being in a relationship with somebody? No, like the whole concept of like, how do, how do you support your partner's vision? Uh, because there's always like there's like ties to it you know there's strings attached to it like it needs to be attached to a certain job it needs to be attached to a certain way to make money it it's tied to the way that life it's also like the way way i see my partner the way i see my partner having relationships with their job income purpose etc that's right so like i have a different stake in it as your partner as well it's not just you being your own autonomous being. Mm-hmm. And then how do you like, I think one of the things was like, how do you, how do you, how do you do this dance? Right. Where it's like, where I can support your vision, but then you can also support mine because at least in our experience, I don't know, this is the way it felt like for me, it almost felt like we took turns like supporting yeah. our visions, right? Like you, you kind of took turns with me going through school and, you know, you were even going to support me, go to UCLA and you were going to be like, yeah, like, let's, you know, let's make it, try to make it work. And so you're supporting me in that. And so it felt like that was my turn. And then there was this other section where I was holding it and I was like, yeah, I'm going to support you. So everyone felt like we're taking turns, but then there's also could be like this, like mix, you know, which I feel is, which is what we're experiencing now, which is yeah. like this like meshing of the visions and like, how do we actually uh, kind of you know kind of do this like how do we allocate resources how do we allocate resources for each other for our kids for our family yeah it becomes so much more complex once kids enter the the picture yeah um yeah because yeah i don't know i don't know how other folks do it but i I can also see that be very difficult you know because there there could also be a lot of resentment that could be built up of like well yeah dude you mean you're fucking spending all your time fucking boxing and I'm over here. Yeah, I'm I mean, there was a moment where you're doing like three podcasts and live streaming and then going to work out two to three nights a week. There was like, I don't remember exactly what was happening, but it felt like it was just a lot when Amatha was first born. And yeah. I was like, this is not working. And I felt like that was a difficult conversation because you also knew like that you needed something different. Like you needed more texture. You needed more time for yourself. So I only say that to say like, as kids have entered the picture in our relationship, the way that we, when I see vision for work, I also go beyond work and like vision for our lives, the way that we see ourselves in our lives now with kids it doesn't necessarily feel like it's competing but it does feel true to that idea of like how are we going to allocate these resources and sometimes it doesn't always feel like there's enough to go around so there is kind of like a negotiation that happens there it's like well can you oh like this like the reason why we started this podcast is because we were like well we both like podcasting and we like spending time together (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we love having conversations with each other so Mm -hmm. Maybe we, we, we think we, we have some gr- great conversations. <laughs> well, <laughs> we I enjoy them. Recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we actually record them? Yeah. So like that, like, but there was a moment before that idea came up where it was like, 
you're probably going to need to have to give up something on your end Mm -hmm. because I need something more from you or something like that. I need more time or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how the conversation went, but it was something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the takeaway? Uh, Well, for me, like, I mean, one, I think work could, yeah, I think you're right. I think it can definitely go beyond the scope of that. I, I don't know. When I look at this question, how do you support your partner's vision for their work? I would even push a little bit further of like, how do you support your partner's vision for their purpose? Um, for their life. For their life, maybe. Um, because I think it, it goes beyond just work. I think it's like, how do you actually, like the takeaway for me is like, do, do you know your vision? What is it? Are you comfortable sharing it? Are you comfortable um, workshopping it out with your partner? And then two, can you actually also hold your partner's vision? And how do you support them in their own vision and in getting them or just, or just, you know, just being there with them through that process, that messy process of maybe not knowing your vision or maybe your vision's at the very beginning or maybe, you know, I know some of us have really have put away our vision. We've kind of put that in the in the in the closet. You know, we haven't even like looked at our vision in a while because we're like, you know, I can't even I can't I can't even look at that. That's an old dream. You know what I'm saying? Um, but how important it is to actually bring that out and share it with your partner mm-hmm. so that your partner can see that side of you and see that like, you know what? That's really beautiful that you that you want that. Mm-hmm. And and I want that for you too. Yeah. So that, that's the takeaway for me. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it feels like in all moments, you can either be coming from scarcity or from abundance. So if you really are thinking about being supportive to your partner's vision, this goes for like the way that I receive support and the way that I give support. It takes courage, it takes trust, and it takes honesty. And I think that it goes in that order because like I come to you with some freaking wild ass ideas sometimes and you're like, all right, how can I make this happen? Or vice versa. Like you'll come to me with something and I'm like, all right, how can we make this work? Which I know that we said that already, but I trust that you're coming to me with honesty. Like you're being open and vulnerable with me about what you're sharing So I'm like, you've already done that step. You've entrusted me with your dream. So I get to really like have the courage to dream with you and to trust that it's possible and to be honest when shit is not working. Mm. I'm like, all right. Like, I think that coming from that place of abundance, we both get to have what we want and need. And when it stops working, I get to tell you, and then we can recalibrate. But Mm. if, if, if I like take that first step from like, uh oh, like you're gonna take away from me if you go in that direction, then that's when shit starts to get rickety. So I think that's that's my my final reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. Cool. Good shit. All right. So that's it for us tonight. I um, hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time. Take care. 
And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you for listening to Not Your Mommy's Advice podcast. We hope our stories resonated with you. And if you found this valuable and love what we do, share our podcast with a friend or a family member, leave a rating and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Until next time.